Five years ago, the world went to hell. Two years ago, we crawled back out. Barely. Now we pick up the pieces, keeping quiet about what we did to live this long. Because we all know, just because you survived, that don't make you a hero. Out on a long abandoned strip of road, the man stood at the wrong end of a rifle. His back pressed against the semi-truck's trailer. His name was Zack. And he was a wiry fellow who could never grow more than some stubble on his chin. His glasses were cracked and in desperate need of replacement. Pointing the gun was the strongest, tallest, ugliest woman Zack had ever seen. From the fire in her eyes, he could tell that she wanted nothing more than to blow his brains out. Guess it was a good thing the old bearded geezer next to her was the one in charge. Zack noticed the old man had a badly infected thumb, nearly rotted black. He could use that to his advantage. The big key should get you in. Everything is pretty self-explanatory. Take what you need. Now, I can stand here with your gun pointed to my head, but if you don't mind, while you're looking, I'd like to grab my book and read in the cabin. He leaned forward with his best smile and nearly lost a tooth. <laughs> Zack felt his wrists being tied together before he was pulled back on his feet and dragged to the back of the truck. I told you. The big key. Everyone, stand back. Zack smirked at the reaction. His treasure was impressive. Mother of God. Food. Clothes and ammo. It's like a supermarket. Who are you running this hole for, bastard? <laughs> Anyone who needs it. Why do you think I wrote donations on the truck wall? <sighs> I say we make the smartos go in first. Could be booby-trapped. All right. On your feet. The one with the beard motioned for Zack to go in. Jesus, there's like... Six shopping aisles of stuff. And they go all the way to the back. Yeah, soap? Soap. Out of all the life-giving necessities I got here, you focus on the soap? I wasn't lying about not being a doctor. My parents, though, were pharmacologists. Mom had three whole baskets of allergy pills and fish oil capsules just for me. Here we go. Use the little key on this baby, the one with that little RX symbol they used to put on pharmacies. Careful, Frank. The whole box is filled with... with meds. I've been trying to keep track of the date. Only thing worse than dying from an infection is taking expired Tylenol. By the way, happy almost Memorial Day. T-Tylenol? Or that thumb of yours. Looks like it stings like hell. Stop! You eat some. Okay, okay. Trigger finger. Satisfied? Give me some of that. Your thumb's pretty messed up. I don't need a degree to know it shouldn't be black like that. Is that a cut? Any chance of metal or rust? Barbed wire. Take two of these every morning until the color's gone, and one of, uh, one of these every night until there's no more pain. Anyone else need a prescription? 
<laughs> the hell? You're just giving this to us? Well, if there's nothing else, I'm going to do what I said earlier and read in the driving cabin. Why do you have all these supplies? Like I said, anything you need, feel free. Okay, single file. Grab what you can. The rest of the ugly woman's group eagerly followed her orders. Zack made his way to the semi's driving cabin and climbed in. Taking his seat, Zack turned on some of the various refurbished security devices he had added to the truck. As the machines whirred to life, the one with the beard stuck his head through the far window and gave the dashboard a look over. What is all that? This is a fishing radar I outfitted to work on land. Make sure the perimeter is clear. No, I meant the thing hanging under the radar. What, you've never seen a troll doll? They're lucky. Can I... come in? As long as you don't point a gun at me again. Oh, you're gonna stab me instead? No, I'm just gonna cut your cuffs. I ain't all violent like Rachel. You don't mind me saying, Rachel, your tall female bodyguard who nearly cracked my head open? Kind of a bitch. Sorry about... all that. Eh, not the first time. <sighs> you can drop the nice guy act. Huh. I must be getting rusty. I've been around enough assholes to know when someone's pretending not to be one. Fair enough. Hi, I'm Zack. I am an asshole, but not the kind who will kill you for no reason. Frank, so how long have you been driving this truck to Day two. Spent day one crying in a dumpster. You only got one bed in here, and there's hardly any room in that mall of a trailer you got. Never moved with a group? A group? Ha! <laughs> What's it like to have more mouths to feed than actual food? You make do. Jerky? I said it's free. Consider it a tip. I don't take tips. <sighs> Fine. Any destination in particular? Someplace like Finley or Hanks Pass or White North Bridge? North in the summer, south in the winter. East and west when it's convenient. Don't. Don't go east. We're on the coast. Not really much west left. Why? What's east? Bad people. Bad people? Is that what happened to your thumb? Why are you all marching towards bad people now that it's over? The radar! Christ! Look at all them dots! It's okay. They're still two miles out. Won't be here until sundown. Oh. Uh, unless they got wheels. Frank burst out of the cabin. Running along the truck bed, he banged his fist against the wall. Out! Everyone out! They're coming! Uh, guys? Keys? Thank you. The group fled in fear and disappeared into the tall grass. Zack calmly watched the field, surprised how easily they had vanished. They're gone now. Oh, so enough out of you. Good job. He flipped a hidden switch. The radar stayed on, but the warning siren stopped, and the dozens of approaching dots disappeared. His trick worked perfectly. Huh. Idiot forgot his bag of jerky. Oh well. More for me. 
always, I'll be keeping you company with hourly directions to our great city. Remember, it's dangerous out there. Hope to see you on the other side of the river soon. Here at White Bridge, the bridge is always Deep underground, a woman was getting ready to abandon her home. Her name was Teresa, and she was the living embodiment of nerves. She was more well-fed than most others. Then again, she had access to more food than most others. She checked and rechecked her bag for the supplies she knew were already there. Her fifth recount was interrupted by the joyful voice of Amy. I'm all packed, Mommy. The only other occupant down in the bunker. A living Barbie doll complete with golden locks reaching down her back who looked no older than 12. Just a second, Amy. Why are you bringing the pocket knife? Oh, you know. In case we need to open up a can. Come on, let's go! I know, Amy, I know. Calm down. Before we go out there, do you remember the rules? Yes. Don't be like that. Rules are there to protect us. Tell me. What's the first rule? Stay where mommy can see me. And the most important rule? It's a stupid rule. Hey, say it with me. Don't Don't talk talk to to anybody. anybody. Right. Can we go now, mommy? (sighs) All right. With shaky hands, Teresa unfastened the huge, complicated lock. and the heavy metal door that had kept them alive for the last five years swung open. Wow. It's so bright! And quiet. What's that over there? No! No, no. We're going east, remember? Hmm. Mommy, why can't we go to Seattle? Mom and Dad always said Seattle was close. It's called Seattle. The man on the radio said we can't go there, so we need to go around. Oh, why not? Just trust me, okay, honey? Okay, but do we have to walk? We'll figure it out. It's not all bad, though. We should be able to see the entire city from up here. If I remember right, the overlook should be right here. Seattle. I only see smoke. Amy squinted her eyes in hopes of seeing the fabled city. But Teresa knew they were already staring right at it. Burned. It's... burned. The remains were but ashes and a few sparse skeletons of what were once buildings. The only true mark that this used to be Seattle she recognized was the Space Needle breaking the smoke line like a corpse's hand reaching out of the grave. As Teresa stared in horror, Amy grew bored and turned back to the road. Huh? Hey, Mommy, look! There's a man on the road, and he's got a truck! Cool! Come on, Mommy! It's gone. years. They destroyed everything.
That night, the man with the truck gave the woman from underground and her child a place to sleep. Amy was out within seconds of hitting the only mattress in the back of the driving cabin. Zack and Teresa were forced to take the chairs. I'm going to break that radio of yours if you don't put it down. I understand if you aren't the talking type, but using your words is going to do a hell of a lot better than messing with that thing. What's... what's it about? My book? Kings, knights, dragons, all around terrible people who think they should be in charge. That does not sound nice. It's actually well written. You know if the author made it? I know he had two more books in the series to write before everything. Oh, sorry. Your kid's asleep. I'll be quiet. I'm Teresa. What's your name again? Zachary. Zach. Before she could change her mind... She leaned over and forcefully kissed him. You don't, I, um, I, uh, it's free. All free. I just give people what they need. You don't need to. I need this. Jeremy, I'm sorry. Morning, Mommy. Mommy? Mister? Hello? Where are you, Mommy? Mommy? Oh, the big back doors are unlocked. Mommy? <gasps> Amy! M- Mommy, why are you... Honey, go back to bed. Mommy will be out soon. Damn it. Not a daddy's little girl? Fine. Never like my dad either. Relax, Teresa. We were under the blanket. She didn't see anything. Grab whatever clothes you like. I got plenty. Hey, by the way, where'd you get the shampoo? What? Your hair smells like Pantene. I've searched high and low for name brand stuff, but everybody seems to have already grabbed all the Pantene. Just had some extra. Made it last. It's a good mindset right there. You'll live long with that. You'll probably use the last bottle on Earth. Hey, what's your plan, by the way? Whitebridge. Whitebridge? I wouldn't recommend one of them cesspools they pretend to call cities. Nothing against cesspools, I just don't like cities. There's nothing there for a girl like her. Uh, You said you'd take us wherever we needed to go. I did. She needs to get there. (sighs) Fine. We can be there in a week, maybe nine days. Thank you. Don't thank me yet, Teresa. Now put on some pants. Zack kept his steady hands on the wheel, barreling his truck east. He wasn't used to having guests in the truck longer than an hour or so. He wasn't quite sure how to handle this. It didn't help that Amy kept looking at him. Now, I'm used to driving without talking. That's because I usually don't have someone staring at me in the mirror. What? What are you looking at, Amy? The road? The road don't change no matter how hard you look. No? You looking at the forest? What is it? Pearl? You looking at Pearl? That makes sense. Pearl's a funny little troll girl. Ain't that right, Pearl? (laughs) Pearl's a little shy, but she's always looking for new friends. Here, maybe she'll talk to you. (laughs) Trolls don't talk. How do you know that? You ever met a troll before? I had a couple, but their faces got melted. Melted? How'd that happen? You play with a magnifying glass too long? No, 
They got too close to the stove. Amy! Shh! Stove? You had a stove? <laughs> stove is what she calls the camper grills that uh, run on gas. Butane. They run on butane. Right! Pantene doesn't get rid of the smell of butane. You had a stove with running gas, didn't you, Teresa? What? No, that's impossible. Who has running gas these days? If you had running gas, you had heating, which means warm water to wash your hair with Pantene. Uh, I... we... Amy, did you remember to brush your teeth before Mommy and you left the cave? Um, it wasn't a cave. It, it was a bunker. Really? Tell me more about this bunker. There was little choice left. Teresa snapped open the pocket knife and held the blade to Zack's neck. Whoa! It's all right, honey. Everything's going to be fine. Just get under the blanket. Careful, Teresa. I got the wheel. And I got a fucking knife to your throat. I can feel it. Hold on tight to that. I'm gonna pull us over. Look, if this is about the bunker- Shut up. You think because I was underground the whole time that I can't fight? Huh? You can just take advantage of us? I ain't saying that. I'm a scavenger, Teresa. If you're both done with the bunker, I'm sure there are some people out there who could use what you've left behind. And I'm supposed to believe that? Ever hear of being the change you want to see in the world? Just so you know, I keep a steak knife in the glove box over there. Teresa slowly opened the glove box, not daring to take her eyes off Zack. She glanced over quickly to pick up a slightly rusty steak knife and put it to Zack's skin. There. Better than that can opener, right? You're going to drive us to Whitebridge and leave us there, you bastard. I was driving you to Whitebridge. Bullshit! A couple of vulnerable, inexperienced girls show up on your doorstep and you're not going to- We're going to Whitebridge. I give you my word. But you ain't gonna be holding that knife on me the whole way. Because you're gonna stop me? Because you hid in that air-conditioned bomb shelter all these years to protect your baby girl from hell on earth. You really about to undo that by slitting my throat in front of her? What? I... (laughs) Amy. This world isn't exactly safe anymore. I don't know what the radio's been spewing, but there is no country. No government. Just city-states. And they're zombies. Don't... Don't try and scare me. We burned them. They're not all gone. Sure, in the wilderness you might occasionally come across a straggler. The only places you'll definitely find them, though, are in the city-states. How do you think places like Whitebridge stay standing? They're using them? Are you serious? You've got a lot to learn about how to survive out here. Trade routes, tainted, zoos. I can teach you, but I'll get out right now if that's what you need me to do. Teresa looked at the keys Zack offered. With them, she and Amy could continue on their own. But if what Zack said was true, then the earth she heard on the radio was not the earth she was in now. Her arm trembled under the weight of the suddenly heavy knife. They'd probably not get very far. This was not the world she had hoped for. Sorry. Eh, not the first time.
For a second night, the man with the truck gave the woman from underground and her child a place to sleep. Only this time, there were some rearrangements. You... you don't have to sleep outside. You need your space. In the morning, you'll feel lots better. Trust me. I shouldn't have... I overreacted. Five years of listening to city-state anti-nomad propaganda with nothing but the dark tales of raiders, murderers, and rapists to sing you to sleep. Then the first fella you meet offers you everything you could ever want for. Nothing in return? I'd be suspicious, too. Still, I feel so wrong. You're gonna find this place feels very wrong, with hundreds of wrong people. Most of these wrong people did terrible things to stay alive. That includes me, and whatever you did to Jeremy. I... I didn't mean to... Don't tell me. You never have to tell me, or anybody else. Ever. Out here, it doesn't matter what you did. Only what people think you did. You gave your kid a home. Food. A chance at not only surviving, but living. But she's... she's not mine. Even better. Now, people will think that you're a saint. But you gotta make that little girl believe that. Night. With nothing else to say, Teresa climbed back into the cabin. Inside, she found Amy curled up on the bed, watching her with terrified eyes. Honey, that's the only mattress. Can we share? (laughs) It's okay, it's okay. I'll sleep here on the chair. Don't worry. I'm sorry. (sighs) Would be my luck to pick up a crazy one. Is that? Yep, that's them. Looks like I got some work in the morning. The next morning, Zack led the group towards where he thought he heard the shots come from. They found themselves at a hill that rose above the road. Zack was the first one to see what waited at the top. Hold on. You two wait in the rig. What are you talking about? You asked us to help you carry these boxes up here. (gasps) The ground was littered with corpses far into the distance. Teresa was reminded of a photo she saw on the History Channel from World War II. It was one thing to observe the aftermath of a battle. It was another thing to experience it. Teresa quickly covered Amy's eyes. I heard their fight last night. Doesn't look like many survived. Let's say maybe there's a hundred bodies here. This'll take a while. You wait back at the truck. I'll bring down what we need. Uh, okay. Ugh, never get used to that smell. Alright, boys. What have you got for me? Military grade. Nice! Still got a couple clips on ya. Who is providing such excellent goods these days? Huh. There's a white bridge sigil on this guy. Bet you were proud to serve those assholes. Help. Oh, great. I hear ya. I'm coming. Help. Where are ya? You under this guy? I got you. Don't worry. Oh. Zack was tempted to drop the body and walk away. The one calling for his aid was Rachel, the ugly woman who had cracked his head with a rifle. You... smart ass. Bitch, you've been shot. 
twice. Help him. She pointed a blood-stained finger at the body he had lifted off her. It was the one with the beard. Oh, shit, it's... Uh, Frankie, Freddy... Mr. Beef Jerky. I'm sorry. There's no pulse. Help him. Right. Now. He's gone. <laughs> but you're not. Come on. Suck it up. It's only a couple bullets. Teresa, I need a hand. Oh my god. Teresa, grab me the med kit from under the shoe rack, please. And bring me a sock. I don't have any morphine. There's no fucking way you don't have morphine in there. Can't have everything. I found it. Here. Perfect. Say ah. Don't you do. Okay, we're doing this medieval style. Hold her down, keep her calm while I dig out the slugs. You want me to what? Um, talk to her, make her feel safe. Um, uh, hi, I'm Teresa. How are you feeling? I said hold her down. Ah, uh, don't worry. You're fine. One more. You're doing great. Rachel fainted from the pain but lived. Zack and Teresa carried her to the bed inside the driving cabin where Zack bandaged her wounds. Okay, she can rest in the bed until she recovers. Shouldn't be too long. She's a tough one. Amy, look over her while your mommy and I finish outside. How do you know her? Ran into her group not too long ago. They helped themselves to my stock, and we parted ways. I think her name was Rachel. You gave them those guns? They were welcome to take whatever they needed, same as everyone. Problem is, I couldn't get the last bullet out. It's lodged in her bone. The longer it's in there, the more damage it does. I pull it, she bleeds out. I leave it, well... I only have so much Tylenol. Zach, she needs a hospital. Should we put her out of her misery? If you want to be dramatic, sure. I was thinking we take her to the hospital they got in Whitebridge. Excuse me, I gotta grab something from inside the shop. What? Whitebridge has a hospital? It's a city. They got a lot of stuff. Uh, then what are we waiting for? Let's go! It's still a week's drive. She knows the land better than me, Teresa. She might know a closer place. Amy, come on out. I'll watch our patient for a bit. Um, okay. You two play nice. Amy, I... <sighs> Honey, I know what I did was scary. But you have to understand, I was trying to protect you. Is Mr. Zack bad? No, he isn't. <laughs> He's a little strange, but not bad. When we came out, I thought we'd only meet bad people. Zack isn't one of those people. They're still out there, though. And when we run into them, you're going to see me be scary again, because... Will it help us find Mom and Dad, Mommy? Yes. Even if I have to be scary to everyone we meet. That's how the world works now. What's wrong with the world? 
There's nothing wrong with the world. Just the people in it. You understand? I think so, Mommy. Can I get a hug? I promise not to be scary. <laughs> okay. Zack fiddled around with the pistol. It had been easy to sneak the weapon into the cabin without Teresa noticing. Rachel's unconscious body laid before him and the bruise he got from her rifle still hurt. It had been a while since he could be himself and have fun. So, found that leader of yours's pistol. Thought you might want that back. I'll leave it here on the bed for you. We seriously need to talk, so feel free to wake up. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't. Now, I get to try this. Need a light? He pulled out the pack of cigarettes he grabbed from the trailer. He stuck one of them into her mouth and lit it. <coughs> there you are. I noticed you liked low tar, so I gave you something stronger. As soon as Rachel caught her breath, she saw the pistol waiting on the bed. She grabbed it and aimed the weapon at Zack. <laughs> what kind of idiot would I have to be to give you a loaded gun? Oh, can you blame me? It's only natural to shoot when you see a monster. Strong word. Oh, don't try to play me. I caught glimpses. No one believed me, but I saw. The day you gave us those supplies, you started following us. Maybe I was making sure you were doing all It's right. how you survived, you fucking asshole. You give people all they need, but you know it's the guns they want. You arm them to the teeth, and then you follow them until they kill each other, or they run into another armed group and you collect the leftovers. <laughs> Don't even have to lift a finger. You pretend to be the good guy, and you never run out of dead bodies. I bet those bridges we killed were shooting your guns, too. Huh. You are... perceptive. So I'm right. You killed them. I don't keep a record of what goes to whom. The bridgers could have found those weapons themselves, and I never told you idiots to fight. You could have lived peacefully together, but no. You had to avenge that guy's thumb. What was his name? Frank's... Oh, bitch! Oh, I want to hire you. Oh, not for sale! Who was that woman with you? I... You got to use her! Like you used us! Stop! Don't hurt him! Oh, let go of me! This guy's a... Mommy? What's happening? Is... Is that... At the sound of Amy's voice, something changed about Rachel. Her grip on the pistol lessened. Her eyes ever so slightly widened. Every muscle which had been ripened to attack relaxed. It was subtle, but Zack saw. He wiped the blood from his mouth and grinned as Rachel stepped away and tossed the pistol on the bed. Oh, fine. Don't blame me when he kills you. Wait. Outside. What? But she- Relax. I can take her. <laughs> You're gonna take me, little guy. What are you gonna do? Throw that lamp at me. Just now, you had the perfect chance to kill me. Anyone can kill for any reason. It's what stops them that show how weak they are. 
You're a hired gun, but there's no payment in your pockets or your bra. Yes, I checked. You could have been working for food. However, it is clear that you haven't eaten in weeks. This doesn't make sense, since the people in your group were well-fed. Overfed, actually. Why'd you give them your share? Why didn't you kill me? Same answer. You looked outside and saw a little girl. You care. No matter how much of an Amazon bitch you are, you don't know if you can protect them by yourself. And guess what? With that bullet in your shoulder, right here, <sighs> you can't. Oh, I'll take them far away from you. Go ahead. You'll die from infection in two weeks. I'll kill you and take them in your truck. Can't. There's a kill switch. You unlock the kill switch or I'll kill you. Quit embarrassing yourself. Let me paint you a picture. Those two out there, trust me. You? They don't even know you and will never trust you without my word. Still, I recommend you stick around. They want to go to Whitebridge. Whitebridge? Why would you even agree to that? They asked. Also, I think it's better if Teresa saw the place herself. You're welcome to convince her otherwise. Now, you being a somewhat reasonable person would most likely rather die than go there. Which, you can, if you choose. But that would leave those two all alone. How long do you think little Amy will last? <sighs> you will help. If they're in trouble and you hesitate for even a second, I will kill you. Fine. Is everything all right? Absolutely. Had a tiny misunderstanding. That's it. Rachel is actually so grateful we helped her out that she's volunteering to escort us to Whitebridge. Volunteering? Her? Zach, are you sure? Wow! You're tall! <laughs> ah! Amy! No! Don't hang on her arm like that! I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Great. You girls get acquainted. I'm going to finish loading up. Why'd you cut your hair like a... You were right, Frank. There is something to this traveling in a group thing. Two meat shields and now a hired gun, all in the same week. And that's how this little family came to be. The woman from underground, and the daughter who wasn't hers. We're now in the care of the strange man with the truck, and the bleeding killer who wanted nothing more than to see him dead. Together they'd ride east on a journey that was as long as it was treacherous. After all, when it's over, there ain't no more safe places to hide. When It's Over is a production of Ancient Kingdom Films. This episode was written and directed by Roman G. Howell and Joseph Sellerkraut. Audio mixing by Roman G. Howell. Intro and outro music by Joseph Zellerkraut. Score by Christian Howell and Vitruvia. The episode was narrated by Heath Martin, and you can follow him on Twitter at HeathMartin underscore VO. The voice of Zach is AJ Carter, and you can check out his work and rates on his website, ajvo.gomim.co. The voice of Rachel is Celestial VA, and you can find her on castingcall.club under the name Celestial VA. And the voice of Frank was Mr. Damahan. 
Teresa was voiced by Lauren Oberzet. Amy was voiced by Sukiko Kaze, who can be found on castingcall.club under the name Sukiko Kaze. And the radio host was voiced by Roman G. Howell, who can be found on castingcall.club under the name IHS Films. If you liked When It's Over, you can show your support by spreading this episode around to your friends and following our podcast. We hope to continue this series, and with your support, we just might. Remember, when it's over, what have you got to lose?